Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. And I want to be very understanding when it comes to women out there who are constantly having rounds of IVF treatment because they can't have a child or they're finding it extremely difficult to get pregnant. And if you've been in that situation, I'd like to hear from you. How did you handle it? And was it difficult, particularly with, I suppose, friends maybe of your own age having children at the time? That must have been quite difficult for you too. Um, the number is 87 188 you can WhatsApp or text us. But is there anything wrong with someone questioning when you're going to start a family? We got an interesting message from a woman today who is frustrated at people asking her when she's going to get pregnant. And says, hi, Niall, I have something to talk about you on, on the show. I got married six years ago. My husband and I are, are extremely happy. We both have good careers and bought a new house this year. Also, everything seems rosy, except for the fact that I feel pressured to become a mother. Every time my mother-in-law visits, she makes comments like, are you going to make me a grandmother soon? Or talks about lovely kids' clothes she saw recently and how she can't wait to buy them for our child. It is really starting to bug me because it is assumed that because we are married for so many years that our family will be coming, for, or that uh, our families seem to be coming frustrated with us for not starting a family. But I wanted to go into too much detail. Myself and my partner, for health reasons, cannot have children. I have grappled with this decision uh, since I found out about a year ago, but my husband and I have made peace with us. And I just wish other people would understand how hurtful being asked constantly about having kids is. As much as we have made peace with it, I'm not at the point where I want to divulge this information to the likes of my mother-in-law and other extended family members. Or do I think I should have to do this? It's our business and our business only. I wish people would think twice when asking something like this. I think you should talk about it on the show today because it's one of those things that really annoy women, but nobody ever really addresses it or talks about it. Thanks. Well, you're right. Well, we're talking about it now, aren't we? And, I mean, what do you think of that person's email? Can you understand why this person is so frustrated, especially when she says herself and her husband are unable to have children? And there's a multitude of reasons for that. It doesn't mean you have to blame somebody, by the way. You know, it's not... When two people can't have children, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the woman's fault. It doesn't mean it's the man's fault. It may have nothing to do with his sperm count. It may have nothing to do with the woman's ovulation or or her eggs or anything like that. It, it could be that just, they're just not compatible. And people, sometimes two people are just not reproductively or sexually compatible. So what do you do in that situation when you've got an aunt or an uncle or somebody saying, ah, is the rat in the store and yet, ah, God will be good to you. I mean, it must be very frustrating. I mean, is this woman maybe being a bit precious? Some people might suggest it. Or can you understand why she's frustrated? Maybe you've been through this before, but did it bother you? Can you understand why this woman feels frustrated at people wondering when she'll be a mother? Uh, the number is 87 That's 87 Have you ever been in that situation or are you in that situation where maybe you can't have children? And you find it extremely frustrating when people talk to you or ask you when you're going to have a child or why you never had a child. And I'd also know, like to know, and I'm sure many people would, maybe they don't have an understanding of what it's like to be in that situation where, as a woman, you can't have a child. And it's something that every woman, well, certainly most women, want to do at some point in their life. Uh, the number is 87 Angela, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Angela? Hi, now. Welcome back. Oh, thanks very much indeed. I enjoyed the break. 
We missed Jack, but yeah. Jeremy and Tara did excellent job. Good. I'm glad to hear that. But there's no one like Niall. Ah, well, I'm, also, <laughs> I'm equally as glad to hear that too. <laughs> so, Angela, so, I mean, I, I know you're in that situation yeah. where you couldn't get pregnant. Yeah. And you can't get pregnant, obviously, <clears> at I this can't. point. Um, yeah. And that must have been difficult. First, could just take us back to the when you found out first. Um, so basically, it's 11 years this year. Okay. And um, so mine was ovarian cancer. Okay. So that that's basically what it is. They took the ovaries so I can't have kids. And mm. like back then, it was so tough to even look at, um, you know, uh, IVF. How old, how old would you have been at that stage? I was 36. It was oh. actually on my 36th birthday. Okay. And that news yeah. must have been devastating because as a woman, it's something that you want to do, I suppose. Oh, well, absolutely. Not every woman, but most women. Sure, I, was only, I was only married nine months. Yeah. You know, and we had we had started trying and, and, you know, we actually thought I was pregnant and this is what came of it was that it was, it was cancer. It wasn't Mm. A miscarriage or anything. So, um, yeah, it's, it's devastating. It's absolutely devastating. It's heartbreaking. Um, you know, and it takes, it takes time to, to get over it. If you, if you even do, I'm not saying you don't get over it. And but have you got over it? Um, have you I made have. peace with it now at this I've, stage? I've, I've, I made peace with it kind of, I, I think, very fast. That's, that's it, you know. Okay. Um, but there are little triggers, you know, there are little upsets. So what, when you um, see nieces and nephews and things? Yeah, yeah, like, it's funny, I I love going to the Disney store, and I walk in, I have a cry, I come out, <laughs> you know, take a breath, and then go back in again. So you walk, you know? you walk in just to have a little cry? Yeah. I said, I wish I, had, I wish I had children to buy these things That's for. Yeah. Christmas is very tough. Yeah. Christmas is very tough. Because everyone's out buying presents for kids and, you know, you, you always, you just think about those things. Yeah. You know, that I'm never yeah, They're all looking there. forward to Santa Claus coming for the Santa children. Santa Claus, and, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, it is, it's extremely tough. And, like, I know it's frustrating when people would ask and ask, but... And did they ask? Did people come up oh, to you after you got married and say, ah, and stir and oh, yes? Oh, they do. Like, for even a couple of years, you get, you know, you get to know people, you've different jobs, you've different this, that, different people come into your life, and they go, all right, everything's having kids. Like, but I, I came... Is that insensitive? Or people? I know people say it in innocence. They don't mean any harm. No, you know, they I, don't. But unfortunately, it can be a little bit insensitive to somebody particularly like yourself who can't have children. Well, that's it. But it's, I think in one way people should stop asking. But in another way, it's just they're, they're, they're happy that you're, you know, that you're married, you're doing this. And it's like, oh, they'd love to see you with kids. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the way I started looking at it. And my answer was, um, no, I can't have them because I have cancer. And you just, you just tell the truth then. And at the time, you know, I know you're not married now, but at the time, your husband at the time, I mean, I mean, because obviously there's there's two people in this as well. There is. Yeah. I mean, that must have been difficult for him too at the time. It is because mom, mom would say that as well. People would be like, oh, how's Angela doing? And. You know, Mum says she's she's doing okay, and Liam's doing okay as well. Yeah, she always brought him into it. Yeah, always because it because is it is equally as important, him. of course. Yeah, you know, there, there's two of you in this, so um, you know, and you support each other through it. And 
Like this woman, um, what did they say? They know about a year now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to start telling people. Because the more it goes on, the harder it is. Is it embarrassing? Maybe it's embarrassing for some women to admit that to people that I can't have children. You because know. I know I know as a woman, I, well, I, I don't know as a woman because I'm not a woman, obviously, but I can imagine as a woman, it must be very, very difficult. It is. And um, going back um, going back there to the Ireland All Blacks game, I met Rosanna Davidson and um, Jean-Marie Stander, who is CJ Stander's wife. They're very close friends of mine. And they were very open about what they had to do to have kids. They had to go down the IVF route. You know, it, there was failure upon failure. There is no shame in this. There is no embarrassment in it. It happens for some people. It doesn't for others. It's heartbreaking. But if this woman is listening now, please don't feel ashamed about it. Don't. There is no shame in it. Mm. There could be other routes that they might want to look at going down. There mightn't be. Yeah, for some, you know, now, in your case, there wouldn't have been, obviously. But but for no. for some women, I suppose, you know, they, you can go down the IVF route. You can go yeah. down the IVF route. Now, at the time, we couldn't because they weren't doing it in Ireland. Yeah. And it had to be a sibling under the age of 36 that could donate eggs. That's the only way you could do it in Ireland. Right. So it could have been abroad. But it's, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah, I know, I know. You know. I mean, you're looking at five grand a try, really, isn't it? In Seven and a half, and that's, that's even just, you know. So, I just, like, my heart goes out to that woman. Yeah. Um, and just to let her know she's not on her own, she's not the only one. And just, you know, get up and appreciate it's, no, it's very common. It's, it's extremely it's common. so common. It's One so, in five women, I believe, find it difficult to get pregnant. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's extremely common. But stay there for a second, because Catherine, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Catherine? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. You've heard Angela's story there, and, and you're in your 50s now, and you found out in your late 20s. Uh, yeah, well, I, I got married at 25, and like that, straight away, we, we assumed we would, I'd get pregnant. No it's just bother. an assumption, isn't it? Yeah, you just, Absolutely. yeah, you don't I even mean, think about it. Is, yeah, it, it's, it's a natural occurrence. You get married, then you go, you have kids. But it didn't happen for us, so we went to, we, we got tested, my husband got tested, everything was fine. I had... I had all kinds of tests that don't bear even thinking about. And it was just un- unexplained for, um, infertility. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just had to accept it. But the, the hurtful part was people said, oh, you know, coming up and saying, when are you going to start? And then we were said, someone told us we were cute whores. We were having a great life show. Why would we have kids? I know. That, that's very insensitive, isn't it? Because they, they, well, they, they didn't know you were desperately trying, obviously. No, but like then my husband said it to them. Well, actually some of his workmates and he said it to them. Did you ever stop to think like that? Maybe we can't have kids. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of stopped them in their tracks. But, and your family, like my family knew that that was fine. But then every time any of them got pregnant, they were terrified to tell me. I, that, that's, yeah, and, I, and I spoke to somebody yeah. recently. She was pregnant and so was her best friend. And her best friend lost her baby halfway through her pregnancy. Oh. And she was still pregnant and she said, I find it hard now to celebrate my own pregnancy because my best friend just lost her baby. And, yeah. and that can be difficult for, you know, other people like, as you say, who get pregnant. I better not say Aunt to Catherine, I might upset her. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that was, but my sister did admit that to me one day when, you know, that they, she took quite a, while, quite a while to tell me because they were afraid. Not, yeah. that, not that, that, that sounds like they were afraid, but, you know, 
didn't want to upset me. And as a but woman, I, it's impossible for me to. Un- I mean, it's impossible for me to understand Catherine, as I said to Angela, because I'm not a woman. But I, but I suppose you know, I can produce sperm, for example, to have babies, and and I did have three children. So I can imagine if I couldn't have done that, you know, as a man, that would be difficult to deal with as well. But as a woman. I don't know what that feeling must be like because it's a natural thing for a woman to want to have, most women Absolutely. want to have a child, maternal yeah. instinct to have children. Yeah. So that, that feeling, that day that you were told, look, well, you weren't actually told specifically, were you? you were, there was no explanation really, was no, there? No, there was no, no. I mean, we were just told to keep trying, but we, nothing ever happened and I didn't want to go down the infertility, uh, the IVF. Policy, IVF route because I knew people had, they had done it and had wrecked their marriages. Yeah. And like, me that it wasn't worth it. Yeah. I know that sounds very cold, but it wasn't. I would rather have my husband than have no husband and no kids. And did you ever think about going down maybe the adoption route, or have you thought about but that? They were all, well, at the time, like we were, we wouldn't have been able to afford any okay. foreign adoptions, or and yeah. then the adoption lists were closed here. And yeah, it's like thirty you know. grand for a foreign adoption, at least, at least. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're fi- so you're fifty years of age now. I'm 57 now. Oh, yeah. 57, okay. Well, yeah. you're, you're, you're younger not than me. going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think it wants to happen now, to be honest with you. No, definitely not. Happy no. imagine running after a five-year-old at 57 or 58 years of no, age. No, at 57, you should be looking forward to having your, looking after your grandchildren, not your own children. And, and do you have many grand, or do you have many nieces and nephews? I've eight nieces and nephews, yeah. Okay, okay, so you could borrow yeah. them every now and again, I suppose. I used to, yeah, but they're, they're all teenagers now that they're, they're not, they're, they're they do their own thing now. <laughs> no, not quite the same thing, I know. For, for no, many people have children. They're in their 20s, they're 30s, yeah. They're yeah. teenagers, yeah. They're yeah. not. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And what, would, what advice would you give to this girl who's kind of, I suppose, in a similar situation to you, except she hasn't told her in-laws yet? Um, and she hasn't told, I suppose, people who are close to her. Because maybe, I don't know, maybe she's embarrassed. Were you were you embarrassed at the time? Was it something yeah, that embarrasses I, you? It was, I don't know whether it was so much whether it was embarrassment or... What way would you just? I just felt to fit. Um, I didn't feel didn't feel complete as a woman, if you like. No, no, I understand that. Yeah, you know, you couldn't go to the next level, which is you mm. know to have a child. Yeah, but no, I I don't know. I suppose yeah, embarrassment really. Yeah, 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 yeah. that you couldn't you couldn't fulfil your duties. And I suppose said. once you told people, they were probably very supportive. And once you did tell people, yeah, well, yes, they were. Yeah. Mm. Or they just never mentioned it again, some of them, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Avoid the subject. Subject, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah. just stay there for a second because I want to go to Ashling as well. Ashling, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ashling? Hi, Niall. How's it going? Good. Now, Ashling, you're in a similar situation, but you've been trying for four years. Yeah, about that, yeah. I okay. suppose it's about that now, yeah. Okay, and no luck so far, but, but have you been no. to a doctor? Yeah, oh yeah. No, we've been down the IVF route. We've gone to the adoption agency. We've uh, basically, we're with the place now and, you know, trying to get stuff sorted between myself and himself to kind of, yeah, but it's definitely been a long road and I don't know how long the, you know, it's still a few more years ago yet, probably as well. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that's it, must... it, and then I'm not getting younger, so it's yeah. difficult, you know. It's a, tick, a ticking time, time, time bomb, pretty I much. I mean, and that must take a fierce emotional toll on you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I did, didn't have work and kind of a different outlet, I would definitely go and go, mm. go insane, and I, you know, probably find it difficult to even get out of bed. You know, and 
I mean, the, the insensitivity of people asking you, this is what the email was about. She was talking about people asking her constantly because she's only been married a few years, you know, and are you going to have a child or when are you going to make a grandmother yeah. or a grandchild for me and all this kind of stuff. Do you get that? Do people say things like that to you? Yeah, I was literally at work last week and a lady who I've never met in my life said to me, oh, you actually live up, up, up the road from me. I go, oh, yeah. And she said, do, do your kids go, go to the school? Yeah. And how old are your kids? And I said, uh, I don't, I don't actually don't have any kids. And it was just awkward then. No, I don't <laughs> it was pay, really yeah. awkward. Because there's an assumption, isn't it? We there just, is an assumption because I look it. a certain yeah. age and yeah. I'm, you know, obviously have, have, have a husband, so I must have kids. But if you don't, <laughs> yeah. there's something wrong with you if you don't. Yeah, you must have children. And I mean, Catherine said, as a woman, she felt incomplete. Is that something that you can understand or... Uh, I can understand absolutely, but because if you, you feel like it's your, your your kind of God given right to be able to have kids, yeah. But I also know people that don't want kids as well, yeah. So I oh, there are people who choose not to have I, children, of course, exactly. Yeah. So I suppose you can't say, oh, well, you're you're incomplete if you don't yeah. want kids, yeah. But for myself and my my husband, we definitely do want to yeah. have. A, fa- a family at some stage, hopefully. So, what but, point are you at now? Where where where, where are we now? Are, are, have you had the IVF yeah, treatment? So, yeah, no, we did the IVF and it never worked because I actually had endometriosis, which wasn't okay. found out by by our do- doctor at the time. So it was a complete waste do- doing the IVF because if you have endometriosis, it's most likely not not going not to work. Going to work. Okay. So then we literally we spent about a year and a half or two years doing IVF, and then we went down to a different place, um, neo-fertility, and she literally uh, found out I'd endometriosis straight away, had the operation straight away, kind of fixed everything. So now we're just kind of like, why isn't it happening still? So we're still doing investigation all the time, and I'm I'm on medication, on injections still, and every day I have to take all my meds. So, you know, you can't really forget because you're like, oh, I have to take that and I have to take that and I can't drink alcohol because I can't take that drug if I drink alcohol. So it does impact your social life as well because then if you're not drinking, people assume you're pregnant and you're like, no, it's because I have to take this drug and you can't drink alcohol. And you have to explain yourself and you have to be like, oh, I'm going to have to have one drink because then people will assume. So even if I have a drink in front of me and I don't drink the drink, people will think, oh, she's not, okay. And does, it, does it upset so. you? I mean, I, I'll ask both of you this, actually, Catherine, as well. When you hear of other people, you know, in and around your age, at the time you, Catherine, I suppose, if we go back a few years, Catherine, uh, you know, in and around your age, that announcing that they're pregnant, does that, does that upset you? Oh, yeah, I can't. I'm off social media pretty much because okay. I can't really co- cope with with it all and people, my best friends and, you know, all relations are getting pregnant all the time. Yeah. Okay, and Captain, the same for you when you heard that people were pregnant, did that upset you? Yes, it did at the time, yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. suppose, yeah, because you're looking at other people at your age group getting pregnant, and I suppose that that's just what happens when you're at that age. I suppose that a lot of people around you will be getting pregnant. It's just, I suppose, Absolutely. one of those things. And so, Ashling, if you don't have any luck now with the uh, fertility treatment, mm. um, what's the next step? Are you going to go for adoption? I mean, Catherine I said mean, at her stage, yeah. it was very expensive many years ago and probably not as available as it is now. It's just the the, the, the the domestic adoption is very difficult as in you have to, if you've gone through IVF, you have to do counselling 
first, yeah. which puts which which puts you way way de- down on on the list, okay. and you have to have a certain amount saved in your you know saving. Obviously, they have to invade your life and make sure that you're okay. Capable to, parent, yeah. Capable, and then you also have to take six months to a year off work. Yeah. One one per you know one spec. Space. Yeah, absolutely. And that may, that may not be okay for. No, I mean that's some, not easy somebody. for everyone to do. Of course, we don't have that amount of money, and then you have to be um, under forty-eight. So we still have plenty of time for adoption. But when we went to the meeting, there was a lot of people that were very, very upset over all of the conditions with, with that. Yeah, I know. Don't get me wrong. I understand why you have to you know, obviously meet a certain criteria because they of want course. to make sure the child goes to the best home, etc., etc. But sometimes it can be very invasive and very, very difficult. And I suppose and then you can get to a time. point yeah. and you can get to a point where they can just say, okay, actually, no, we've, we've actually changed changed our mind about you and then you, you could be a year down the line of, of, of adoption. And, and something can and happen. What, and what is the cost, by the way, of adopting now, Ashley? Because you've obviously looked into the cost. Is it what, between yeah. thirty and 40,000? No, I think if you go abroad, it is. But over here, I don't think it's as expensive. And is there many adoptions over here? There's not that many over here. There's yet. no domestic adoption. You won't be able to adopt an no. uh, Irish child at all. There's no. none. No, none because, at all. because normally yeah. they will have family that will adopt them or take guardianship of the children if that's need be over here. So that's Thankfully, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very difficult. You really do have to go abroad. And if you want to go abroad, you might have to move abroad for a while and give up your work and... Mm. You know, it's very, very, I mean, very I, I, On one hand, you're trying to save money because it's going to cost a lot of money. And on the other hand, then you have to give up work for, you know, six months to a year anyway to go and do and it. And we've so. already spent a fortune in the past few years as as it is. We've spent thousands and thousands. And, and sadly, at one point, wasted it when you found out you had endometriosis and you couldn't have, you couldn't get pregnant anyway. So that was Absolutely. a kind of waste. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Ashling, I'm sorry you went through all that, Catherine. Thank you very much indeed as well. I'm sorry for both of you for your experience that you went through that. But fingers crossed, Ashling. All right. Thank you so much. See you, Niall. Okay. See you. Thanks very much indeed. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.